When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hale Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402 489 1240 or 1 800 825 5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbal. Back into it, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Lager, our favorite Husker NFL lineman, Jeremiah Searles, with us, and we're uh, streaming as well, Papa Searles, at Searles71, underscore HSKR, Searles, it is Wisconsin week, which means the hat is on backwards for you. Mm, I hate Wisconsin, there's no, there's no throwing punches about it, there's nothing about that school that I like. Now, I did rep a player from there, so I did like him. But as a whole, like, they dealt me my worst loss in my entire football career. They went there on jump around, and I got to hear Moneyball and Russell Wilson over and over again on college game day. I don't love Wisconsin. I hope that this team can feel that there's a lot of the players that played in the Big Ten initially. Like, that's the team that we loathe entirely. I know Iowa. It's easy to hate Iowa. They're pig farmers out east. But if you can truly point to a team that I think that I say I would hate the most or have the biggest rivalry with, it is definitely the Wisconsin Badgers. Well, well, Searles, while you mention Russell Wilson, my tune on him has changed in the past four weeks. I got to get your take on last night, Monday Night Football. First of all, no one was better for watching that game. Like Everyone that watched (laughs) that game was just like, well, that was a waste of my life. Like The fact that they only won by one with how many turnovers? How many times did Josh Allen go, here you go, and then, I mean, but Russell Wilson, he's playing better. Cortland Sutton's playing better. Jerry Judy, ever since getting called a bad person by Steve Smith on national TV, has become better. Like, that team is playing much better. It'll be a big test for them against the Vikings this week. Hmm. It's the, they're going on the Jeremiah Searles revenge tour. Yes, they're starting they off with the Bills. Next yeah. week, they got the Vikings. I think they got the Chargers coming Hey, up they soon. got Josh Dobbs, man. Vikings are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, <laughs> good work. Uh, I, I love that that take, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll run to the sports book under your advice, Searles. But uh, you look at the Huskers. We'll, we'll spend some more time on the NFL, but you, you hate fun. Wisconsin, and they did what they did in the in the – Big Ten championship game. It's just been a long road, man. It's been a long road. It's nine losses to Wisconsin. They're really reeling. I mean, they Nebraska's had some some kick in the Jimmy losses the last two weeks. We'll get there too. But Wisconsin seems like they're broke a little bit. I mean, they kind of feel like past Nebraska. Yeah, and the more I've looked in them and watched their tape, you know, I'm trying to figure out like what is going on, like what is happening, right? I think everyone thought Luke Fickle's going to show up to Wisconsin. He's going to create this high flying, high powered offense, spread them out, running gun. But the more you look at the tape, you have to understand that Luke Fickle's trying to play chess with checkers pieces. Like this Wisconsin team is still built like they have been for the last however many decades of 
big fellas up front, big physical backs that run downhill, receivers that got recruited there to be more blockers than burners. And you look at where Luke Fickle's come from with Ohio State and Cincinnati, he's had dudes and athletes on the edge. Not taking anything away from Wisconsin's receivers. They're solid. But he doesn't have the keys and the pieces to play the type of offense that he wants to play. And so it's a little square peg round holy on what they're trying to do offensively. And the more you watch it, you're starting to see more frustration build, starting to see the turnovers because people are trying to force things a little too much. Now Braylon Allen might be hurt. Like they are just trying to put as many, they have leaks all over the dam. They're trying to plug them as fast as they can, but the faster they plug them, the more they seem to keep just popping up. Flip it around. You look at Nebraska's offense, a lot of criticism this week on third down and seven. Uh, It seems like Nebraska can tend to get away from what's working. Uh, There's also injuries. There's also a quarterback merry-go-round. And two of the three have made some questionable decisions uh, when it comes to the passing game. I mean, really three of the three have made questioning decisions. I mean, all three of those guys, for me, have not taken care of the football in the air. Right. I mean, you can go back to Michigan State last week with Heinrich Harburg. He's got a bullock that's running wide open. If you throw it to the wrong corner, you throw it to the free safety standing in there who's ready to catch a punt. Right. Like those are the type of things that you look at and go, okay, this quarterback room is ready for someone to take the reins and go, I'm not going to turn the football over. I'm going to manage the game. I'm not going to put my superhero cape on and do too much because that's not who I am. And I'm going to lead this football team. And none of those three guys, in my opinion, did it. Now, Chubba Purdy hasn't had ample time for me to really pass that judgment on to him in fact I thought the offense actually got a pretty nice little spark when he went into the game last week and I'd like to see what that guy can do with a start to finish game right it's easy to come in off the bench and just play with pure emotion trust me you're talking to a guy that came off the bench a lot in the NFL Mm -hmm. you come off the bench you kind of just black out completely and just ride high on adrenaline but I'd love to see what he can do from first snap in the first to the final snap in the fourth and see what kind of player is he developed into from what we saw a few years ago when he started. But that quarterback room is a mess. Offensively, we got to lean on other guys. Emmett Johnson's got to be a guy that we continue to just hand the ball to a ton. I'd like to see Fedoni get woken back up and get find a way to get the ball to him. But overall, when you have a, a quarterback room that is not the strength of your offense, it falls on the other 11 guys on the uh, the other 10 guys on the field to really make the difference. Searles, does does Nebraska try and do too much in their passing game? And to be fair, some of the shots downfield have been open. So the 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 the, the route tree's been there. There there's guys that have been open that have been passed up, uh, or in in Kemp's case, he was wide open for for a touchdown. They went to Fedoni. It was picked. It looked exactly like the Michigan State. Uh, interception, you know, just an errant throw over the top. But Nebraska is not doing much of any short passing. I mean, you saw a screen attempt, but there's no eight yard let the the tight end settle uh, on a on a button hook. There's no crossing routes. Uh, it, it seems like everything's go big. And do you think Nebraska maybe has a different approach this week? I would like to think so. You know, I, I've read that criticism. I've saw that criticism quite a bit, but. The more I've looked at it and thought about it and kind of looked at this scheme, the intermediate routes in the short passing game are really made successful because you have good route runners. And we have a very young wide receiver room that are not great polished route runners, right? Billy Kemp is our scat quick guy, but he's a transfer. He's played a lot of football. You go down from them, like guys that are not the quick in and out of breaks, Getting separation on an eight-yard route is tough when you're not a spurner or a speedster. You can get out of a break very quickly. 
And, you know, Alex Bullock, Ty Hahn, love those guys to death, but they're not going to out-athlete a DB in the Big Ten. Right? That's just not what's going to happen. And so in order to create schemes to get these guys open, it's got to be play action, give them time, and give them opportunities to get down the field and create create bigger separation because it's a longer developing route than it is for these guys to be able to just go quickly in and out. But I would like to see us find a way to incorporate Fedoni and Borkature or even get Emmett Johnson involved in a swing pass or letting him go one-on-one with a linebacker to get the ball out of these quarterbacks' hands quicker so they can make faster decisions. It's Jeremiah Searles with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Searles, you look at it last week for Wisconsin, 45 passing attempts for Tanner Mordecai in his first game back from injury. That's ridiculous. It doesn't feel like Wisconsin. I understand the injury concerns with Braylon Allen. Whenever Braylon Allen's gotten 20-plus rushes in a game this year, they've won. Whenever he hasn't, especially in recent weeks, they've lost. So it's going to be a lot in the hands of Tanner Mordecai. I want to flip this around and ask you, Wisconsin may be throwing this football 40-plus times on Saturday, depending on Braylon Allen's injury status. How many times should Nebraska throw the football this weekend? It was, it's was it been 20-plus for a couple of weeks now. What's a healthy number realistically? Because you have a lot of fans calling for running the damn ball and, and taking the ball out of the quarterback's hands. What's a healthy number of passing attempts for Purdy or, or Sims or whoever it is? I think 18 to 21. 18 to 21, you know, and a lot of that's going to go back to having success on first down, right? You, you don't have to throw the ball on third down if you're in third and three and third and twos and third and ones. Right, but that's because you had success running the ball on first down. When we throw the ball on first down, I don't have the stat in front of me, but I'm pretty sure we probably go three and out because if it's not successful, we're not getting 10 yards in two plays. Like, mm-hmm. That's just not the way this offense has been built. I think first down needs to forever and always be either a run play or a high percentage rollout naked type of play that gives the quarterback a run pass option that if the first read's not there, he tucks it and runs it, gets at least two or three. Right. That's where this offense has to go. It has to remain simple. It has to be understanding of what we are and what we aren't. And it has to also understand that we cannot fall behind. So that means we have to sustain drives early in the first quarter and flip the field position when we can. Can can this offense work being simple against Wisconsin's defense and against Iowa's defense? How 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 dressed up do you have to get? Wisconsin's defense, I think we can stay a little bit more simple than we want. Um, they, they, excuse me, than we can against Iowa's defense. Mm-hmm. Iowa's defense, I hate saying it, they may shut us out. Right? Like that, that defense is everything is advertised. Every level has dudes. Cooper DeGene is playing at an unreal level right now on the back end for them. Like that team, as always is, is lights out on defense. Wisconsin is still built like they always have been, which is they want to rush the passer on third down. Right. They're historically have putting great pass rushers in the NFL from the Watt brothers to Nate Herbig last year, you know, uh, Keanu Benton the year before, like last year as well. You know, they've always had dudes up front, but they have not been very successful on early downs and getting to their bread and butter, which is the blitzing and blitzing often on third down and creating different ways in which they're coming after the quarterback. So I think we can remain simple against them. It's just more about execution than it is scheme when you're talking about this Nebraska run game. Searles, how do you think the, the Husker defense can hold up against this Wisconsin offense? Because it's a Wisconsin offense that we've talked about a couple times, very different than it has been in recent years. Braylon Allen's a question mark. But even with Braylon Allen, this hasn't been a Wisconsin team that's likely to rush for 100-plus yards in a game. That's not how they're built. That's not how Phil Longo wants his offense to be. And that was kind of the question with Wisconsin coming into this season is how air raid were they going to be? And as the season goes on, they've only gotten more and more air raid. And 
you can see there was their offense kind of suffering because of it. What do you think is, is going to be the, the task for this Husker defense on Saturday? Yeah, you know, the thing I loved about our defense, and I've loved about it all year, is these DBs and our linebackers in the short and immediate, intermediate passing game, they've really been able to get guys on the ground, right? This is a team, when you talk about an air raid team, I think of like Colorado, right? Their whole goal is to get the ball into their playmakers' hands as quickly as possible and let them get yak yards, right? Yards after the catch. But when you talk about Wisconsin and you look back at historically what they've done in Nebraska, I think regardless if they go air raid or not, they're going to try and look to out physical us, right? They're going to just gonna go look and go, all right, you're a move dif defense. Your defense is running all over the place. you got bodies in and out. We're going to try and come right at you. And I do think that's what they're going to try and do initially. But I have such great faith in our defense that they're going to keep us in every game. Like, I really do. Like, they have yet to show me against Michigan State, they blinked a little bit, but they're able to get it back on track. I've yet to see a game snowball for Tony White. Right. Michigan doesn't count. They cheated. But like, you know, you go back to it like the rest of the year. I feel like our defense has given us our chance to stay in every game. And I don't see that changing. Jeremiah Searles with us. Uh, Papa Searles and can find him on Twitter at Searles 71 underscore HSKR. Talking Nebraska, Wisconsin. Searles, where are you at confidence wise? Do you think Nebraska can split win out or are you worried about just five and seven being the, the final note? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm slightly worried about 5-7 and seven being the final note and us all looking back on that cold, that beautiful night in Minneapolis in weeks one going, man, we really needed that one, right? And I can remember walking out of that stadium going, that one's going to come back to hurt us, right? I think Iowa is a tougher test than Wisconsin based off of just mm -hmm. their defense and the way that they're put together. I think if we get bowl eligible, it's going to have to be this week. And if we can win against Wisconsin this week and gain some confidence going into a home game against Iowa, Iowa hate week, all those fun things and the rivalry games that play into it, we give ourselves a chance. We lose this game against Wisconsin, though, and kind of rattle off three losses in a row here. It's going to be hard going against an Iowa team that also hates us. Well, Sir, you talk about the missed opportunities this year with Minnesota. That one hurt. You go to Michigan State. A touchdown that probably shouldn't have been a touchdown. And with Michigan State's horrible field goal kicking, you don't know what happens there. Against Maryland, hand the ball off on third down, kick the field goal, take the lead, put it in the hands of your defense. Just missed opportunities abound this year that Nebraska could get two, maybe three more wins on the season if some things go a little differently. Is that a reason for encouragement for you that Nebraska was that close? Or is that discouragement that Nebraska is finding a way to lose football, lose football games again? I'm trying to separate myself from the last five years of the Scott Frost regime mm -hmm. of like, oh, here we go again, right? Like, because that's kind of what it fell into when, when Scott Frost was here. It was like, man, we just find ways to invent ways to lose football games, right? Like, that's just what we do. And I haven't felt as much like that this year versus more I'm trying to look at it from the lens of, okay, first-year head coach, first year with the team, they're growing, they're learning, they're going to learn from each other, they're going to correct the mistakes and move on because it hasn't really been repeat ways of losing the football game besides the turnovers, right? The turnovers are the one big black mark on our resume, which that's with any team in, the, in NFL, college, peewee, it doesn't matter. You turn the football over, you're going to lose football games. But I felt like we've fixed some things as far as we're not seeing the 15-yard penalty personal foul on a third in game and someone's losing their cool 
or we're not seeing the substitution errors as much anymore. We had a game this year with zero penalties. So it is for me, I view it in a positive as long as I don't let my mind go to that dark place of here we go again. Searles, last thought, what is it about November in the Big Ten? I mean, can you put into words just the, the that stretch run? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a war of attrition. Everyone's beat up. Right? It, the Big Ten's a physical league. It always has been. It always will be. And the teams that have success in November are the ones that have stayed healthy through September and October, right? When you're beat up and you're losing quarterbacks and you're losing running backs and O-linemen and D-linemen, and I mean, everyone's going to have their fair share of injuries. That's when your depth truly gets tested and the good teams seem to have better depth than the lower level teams. And they're the ones that can withstand that type of injury thing there in the middle of the season and then get their guys healthy back towards the end of November as you head into conference championship time or into your bowl game season or any of those things. It's just a tough, brutal league to play in week in and week out. Searles will check in next week. Thanks for the time. Absolutely. Go Big Red. Good stuff from Searles. We'll uh, check in next. Barry Alvarez on Nebraska-Wisconsin. Chip Kelly out at UCLA.